This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. It was an emotional scene, which is which is a lot. Yeah, yeah. When you're dealing with uh, a villain. And it makes the villain more three-dimensional rather than him just having evil. Like he's... A villain doesn't know they're a villain all the time, you know? It's, I mean, still like Thanos knows he's a villain. Let's, I, think, <laughs> I think he does, let's, but... Let's be honest. Thanos he, knows he's a villain. He I feel he, like this was a scene was not only surprising to him, but also surprising to her when it was like, you know, you, it has to be someone you love so dearly or whatever the words were. And she's like, oh, I got you. You don't love nothing. Yeah. And the truth is, he loved her. And I don't think he expected the love to be that strong. She damn sure didn't expect it. But it reminded me of parents, you know, in this world, we have a lot of, there are a lot of uh, elder millennials who are dealing with like no contact, low contact with their parents, right? I know I'm not the only one that's out here in the world. And it reminds me of that, right? Your parents love you and they think they've done right by you, but they are not great humans. Mm-hmm. okay that's so you, what this scene reminds me of so it's complicated and it's you, you get to an understanding of your parent who may have made mistakes and then you've been upset with them or whatever and they're you can see them as a bad person but then you realize they really do love you i mean they are a bad person <laughs> they I love mean, you in the even... what their concept of love is Yes. Okay. And and in this in the Red Skulls or the the Soul Stones perspective, that I guess that's enough because Gamora yeah. is still like this is that's not love. What you do, this is not love. This is ridiculous. But, but tip- in his limited experience of love, that is love, right? Okay. And so. and it occurred to me just now, uh, you could make an argument that you know in the comics, Thanos was in love with death itself death herself like there's a embodiment of death and so the fact that he has to kill her uh to kill what he loves is like sort of like her death is being in love with death so you guys are under the am i right to be under the impression that the way vormir works is if he didn't truly at least think he loves gamora if he didn't have those feelings it wouldn't he wouldn't have got the stone right like if he just threw yeah if he yeah, said oh yeah i love her up. but he didn't yeah. really love her and he threw her down yeah. he wouldn't have got the yeah. stone because it, it like the Vormir right. knows your true feelings right yeah. so if he'd happen to be there with nebula that probably wouldn't have worked. <laughs> it would not have worked because she's just a waste of parts he says right yeah, yeah but at Vormir, as we talked before the the first card you play there is destroyed uh-huh. Uh, which kind of makes sense and Marvel yeah, that's snap. what this is about oh, yeah. yeah so okay so that's I think interesting to me because I didn't think it through that much but I really like Tiffany's whole 
Listen, Tiffany's in a lot of therapy, and a lot of her therapy revolves around her mother. So yeah, <laughs> so this see, yeah. Uh, if you are related to me, I love my mom. She's great, um, but that doesn't mean we don't have things to unpack. So no yeah. slight to my mom, and but most this, people do. Yeah, right. It's the reconciling of both, and your parents can be not good humans and love you in their warped way. It's that right. weird concept. I think we've lived a lot of life in black and white, even in comic books. This is good. This is bad. Bad people don't love. Bad people don't care. And when the truth is, it's a both and situation. Well, and I feel like yeah. it makes it, again, we keep talking about how these movies aren't like superhero movies of old. Like superhero movies of old were just good, bad, cartoonish, you know. But there's these complex feelings. We have real actors mm -hmm. that can do real things. And this is hits home for a lot of people. You're not the only one yeah. that's got that kind of feeling, I'm sure. So it makes it real, makes you relate to these characters more. And even Thanos or Thanos, as Art Star says. And, uh, and the Red Skull says, I think Thanos. Son and of Arts, that's what Thor says, from. too. Thor's, Thor says, Thanos. You know, where's I'll be waiting for someone to correct me on said. Uh, polo thing i think I'm, i think when i do it i purposely say it like that to, <laughs> to see if i'm going to get corrected yeah. no but i think you say it correct like i hear them say it now that way i mean um, tomato tomato yeah and uh you know there a lot of times in there's a handful of names in comics that uh you know you you've only ever read them in comics like back in the day was it thanos or was it thanos or thanos. uh was it, uh namor or namor <laughs> The anus? Thanus? Is it the Submariner? Yeah, the Submariner? It. Is it Dark Side or Dark Seed? Uh, there or was even, a lot of nerd debate. Even how we have um, in Wakanda forever. Like, I don't know, probably a ton of people who've always said, Namor, Namor, Namor. But then people go like, Namor now. Right? Namor. They say Namor or Namor? They, they'll say Namor. Like, if you, if you listen to I mean, to that's... Him, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that's the interesting thing about language that we primarily read because none of us really know until it's said by the person who decided what it was or it's mm -hmm. become more popular. Like GIF and JIF. Oh Lord, we were just in that debate the other day with somebody else I know. I say GIF, <laughs> my sister says, I say GIF, my sister says JIF. Then it started a debate in my office and then we Googled it it, it was a rabbit hole, but yeah, like yeah, the, the guy who invented it says it's Jif, but that's stupid. But, but that guy but yeah. when he wait, <laughs> when he have the said right. it, but here's the thing: when he said it, he was doing a PowerPoint, and in the PowerPoint, he spelt it J I F Jif. So then I'm like, well, why didn't you name it GIF with the G? Because it stands for Graphic Inter Interchange Format or whatever. Listen, so it's a G. I say GIF. That's G that's GIF, same. yeah, because it's a graphic interchange. Graphic starts with G. I don't care what the founder says. I'm going to go on record Excuse and me. say he was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry, it's like, lately, uh, I've been coughing like M'Baku. When I cough, it sounds like the M'Baku, like his chant when he gets everybody going. Are you coming in and getting everybody around yeah. you ready for something? Yeah. I remember there was a couple of words uh, that I'd, I'd heard the word debacle, but I'd never read it. 
or I, there was the word debacle that I was reading and the, the word debacle that I had heard. And it took a long time for me to connect those two connect as those the two. same word. Debacle. Same thing with uh, uh, the French word, you know, oh, that's so chic. That's so fashionable. And so I chic. thought it was spelled like the iron chic. Uh, and when I would read it, it was always like italicized because it was French, but it was, oh, that's so chic. And uh, uh, I, it took me a while to go, oh, oh chic and yeah. chic. Yeah. Well, chic that's, that's, steak and how, shake. I guess that's comes from being an antisocial reader. Uh, you read a lot, but you don't talk to a lot of people, so you don't know how to say things until you interact with people. Or you read in the land that is not everyday language, like, superheroes and fantasy i mean those words are mainly made up so yeah most common people aren't having those conversation you're not walking in the work talking about thanos or thanus or whatever thanus and uranus joe's gonna crop that out and have tbj saying you better not well speaking of words nobody knows how to say uh we get soon to the part where shuri asks bruce why he didn't reprogram the synapses to work collectively uh why didn't you just reprogram the synapses to work collectively uh we didn't think of it but i feel like we we, we talked about, about this a little genius. bit. Yeah, we did. We, we jumped to that because we just keep. Genius. I think just because we all love Shuri and talk about that. Yeah, as we should. Idea, I remember expressing like the idea of she thinks as a collective because Wakanda is all yep. like is it's very a much uh, a we. Yeah. Whereas you know the capitalist society that these uh, captains of industry and and super white genius boys are raised in is all about you know me 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 individuality that kind of thing so that's probably why they didn't think of it so but back to vormir really quick red skull okay, becomes this keeper of vormir and has to explain because he now why did he get banished there because he because he was trying to he had the tesseract back in, in the 1943 before captain america got frozen he was right. about to destroy a lot of the shit Right. And he tried, he held it with his bare hand, and then he got like it's the space stone, is what the Tesseract was. Right. So it opened up this big ass weird portal, and he got sucked into it. And that was like, oh, that's the end of it. And that's the last time we saw him was in the first Captain America movie. So basically, what happened was he he was a card that was played. And you know, when you play the card on Vermeer, first one's dead. Yeah, it doesn't just get destroyed, it like gets sucked in. So that's what happened. We got to dial back the Marvel Snap analogies a little bit. But he, uh, he said that he, because he tried to get the stones. Yeah. Yeah. He was banished there to help others to a treasure he cannot possess. Yeah. It rejected him. It said, you're a piece of shit because you're a Nazi and fuck you. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't reject Thanos. Because uh, he's for, not a Nazi. And he does think yeah. he's doing the right thing. Like he, I mean, overpopulation is a problem. Yeah, but let's not solve it by murdering half a population. They're not being murdered. They're it's mercy. He's letting <laughs> half of them murder. They're very much being murdered, Joe. So because because he's, he's randomizing his genocide. Uh, yeah. I guess that's that's the line. Uh, Thanos is randomizing uh, genocide. So I guess it's, is it technically genocide rather than just mass murder? If there's no like. Uh, well, he makes a comment this is why somewhere we're killing you where it's not like he this is the easiest way because they don't actually suffer they just disappear you know right it's it 
he's thinking it's mercy and whatever not just but, mer- like so red skull explains the price for the soul stone is to lose that which you love a soul for a soul so now we know when he throws gamora he gets the stone so he does truly care for her and does yep. love her even in though it's his a warped up, way yeah even if it's a fucked up way yeah the soul stone so what, what i was care. saying was uh, genocide is technically defined as the deliberate killing of a large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group with the aim of destroying that nation or group. So what Thanos is doing is technically not genocide, whereas what the Red Skull was fighting for is absolutely genocide because he was a goddamn Nazi. But then when Thanos does do this, the snap, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but is that the universe, the multiverse yeah. that everyone's disappearing? Not just I don't Earth, know about the multiverse, so but it's... Because uh, well, well probably uh, not the uh, multiverse established in Loki, the Loki series. How the Infinity Stones, when they're outside of their universe, they're kind of useless. Okay. So I'm gonna guess it's just the universe, the the main MCU universe, as not opposed to like. So Asgard the, uh, are half the people in Asgard disappearing? Ass place. Uh, Asgard has already been destroyed. Ass yeah. place. And, yeah, it's a, it's but, an ass people, not an ass place. Yes. Lord help you stop. <laughs> you have to ask people stop. disappear. It's, it's a lot of weird. Yeah. Stuff. Them, the people that were were disappearing, just because if you're kind of current, um, there were only it w- it wasn't everyone who would di- who was disappearing. It's like it was everyone who was like like Andy said on the MCU's Earth or whatever. But then there's also things that have been going on recently that make you say, well. Why didn't that? Why didn't they disappear? Or, you know, how it's random. did it? Say it again. It's random. That's the answer. It's random. Uh, but yeah, the, the as we well, see, I was, I'm, game, I'm trying not to. It's be happening spoiler. all throughout the universe. I'm not trying to do spoiler. Trying to spoil things and mention things that have happened in Secret Invasion. Like there are things that happen. I'm not caught in, up on that. So okay, well there are things that happen in Secret <laughs> Invasion that make you question. Your sexuality? Basically what happened? Oh. Yeah, makes you question what <laughs> no, happened. No, he's 100% to people <laughs> who were who were disappearing. Like who? And then it's like, who else did it affect? And like, we know, like, I guess you kind of feel, you kind of figure out that it just happened to Earth, but it also just happened to. It was random, but then it was also people who was in this random mix of people who weren't disappearing and it's like is it because of what is going on in secret invasion kind of thing i'm I'm trying not to spoil secret invasion yeah it's hard it's, yeah it's, we it's, might have to just avoid this because i mean but it's like but... once once you get caught up on secret invasion and it's even before i've read stuff online about this once you get caught up on secret invasion it makes a lot of stuff that has happened in this big cataclysmic event it makes you question a lot of it. Oh boy! Easily. Okay. Well, like, right, well, we'll get to like, that. I've I've been talking. I was talking to Josh Franck, friend of the show, friend of the show, and, Josh uh, Franck. Beautiful beard. Um, Beautiful we, butt. We was talking about how <laughs> a lot of what's going on now in the MCU is like they're they're kind of like trying to skate by on their laurels. Like if if they started out cold, like. The DCEU did, we would get more like even now, like a lot of people don't like how Secret Invasion ended, right? It's almost like Marvel has gotten to the point where they're so comfortable making these big budget things and are making 
a lots of money, but then they're producing stuff like Quantumania, which didn't do that well. You have Secret Invasion, which they say, you know, didn't do that well. Because if you look at it and then you go back to what happened in Endgame and how this thing was big, that thing was big, now you're a couple of years in the future. It's like, wait, so you kind of either erase this or you want us to forget that this happened. So it's a lot of, I don't know, it's, it's like even now just watching it over again, it's like it's easy to pick and choose well, why, how, why didn't this happen? Where was this person yeah. at? And what, I would imagine the, the more and more they write, the harder it is to make everything still valid and work and not cancel out previous things they've written. Yeah, but then it's, it's yeah. also the fact that they they tell us, okay, this movie's coming out seven years from now, but we're building up to it. And then once we get to that seven years, instead of, and again, of course, it's going to change because it's been seven years, but then it's still just like I'm seven. I'm seven is just an arbitrary number, just in case. Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> like nah, I'm waiting for you to complete a sentence. <laughs> it's like seven years, right? So it's like, of course, the storyline will change, but then it's like sometimes it just diverges so much that you almost like expect us to have a really short term memory and totally forget what we saw then and now it's like oh yeah cool this happened but where did it happen at in here like are we supposed to assume that that's what happened with you know anyway go ahead i, I feel like i'm if i keep going i'm gonna spoil yeah i think yeah i think there's no yeah, way you can avoid stop. spoiling and getting too far and blowing my yeah. mind at least <laughs> I, I think like but this is like this whole concept is a thing that comics has to reckon with a lot themselves mm-hmm. they're d- working on like 60 odd years of continuity that some some they can just ignore because who who remembers what happened in freaking fire fist number three <laughs> ah so you admit fire fist exists sure sure rusty uh, we had an offline argument about this <laughs> um oh yeah okay uh, i had never heard rusty and skids of x-factor fame uh referred i didn't to know they were x-factors they, they showed up in uh an x-men show that i was watching and i'm yeah. learning almost too fast all these characters keep showing up i'm like who are these the space jammers who the hell are these guys Star Jammers uh, and huh? Star Jammers, yeah. Sorry, with Chode, and it's actually pronounced Chode in the. That's comics. how they pronounce it in the show. Or in Chode, the cartoon, several times. Uh, but yeah, it's like there's so much continuity that, like, on one hand, they have to ignore some stuff to tell some stories, or sometimes they're gonna miss stuff because not everyone has an encyclopedic knowledge of 60 years of comic lore of every character they're writing. Yeah, I know there's websites that you can refer to to sort of get the the bullet points and stuff, but you're gonna miss some things, and that's either that's can bother people like how this contradicts this what happened this very important character moment where he had a cup of coffee over there instead of over here because he's coffee like that in the big time, yeah or whatever, so it could annoy some people or. But is it worth it to appeal to more people that have no idea about that? Okay. And sometimes, like, if, like, DC just yeah, reboots that, their in shit. The comics. That's in the comics. Every 10 years. But if, if it's in television or on the, the uh, screen, big screen, it's like you can't sit there and you can't, like, okay, well, I'm not going to appeal. I'm not going to try to appease the comic book viewer. But if, like, if I'm actually viewing it 
and I'm not a comic book viewer, and I see movie B, and then when I get the movie E, I see you, you didn't retcon it. You just almost just like, oh, we, I'm going to put this right here, and then hope when I get the movie E, when I decide to change it, you know, Jim Bob is going to forget that he saw this or didn't see this in movie B, and just like, oh, it's movie E is so good. I totally forgot about what happened in movie B. Yeah, and that's like I forgot what happened in uh, Moon Knight number six because I'm really enjoying Moon Knight number five hundred and forty three right now, and that's it's the same kind of thing. Eventually, the more the MCU progresses, the less they're going to be able to reconcile every little bit of minutia, and they're going to have a problem. And eventually, they're going to have to have a crisis on Infinite Earths and reboot it, or jump to the Ultimate Universe, or something like that. And that's going to pitch Joe off. But that's why they have the multi. They've introduced multiverse. You can always explain it away. And yeah, they might need to bring back officially the No Prize that you guys told me about. Yeah, that doing comics. Ah, Zing, I was going to bring that up. But Boom. Good job. So I learned. I'm a learning trailer. Looks little amazing. extra credit. I haven't okay. seen the Loki. No I would, more Loki two. Stop. We got to get through oh, this movie. Man. We will never get through yeah. this movie. No tangents. No, we will never. No, no. Yeah. I've been silent, waiting on us to keep moving. So he throws Gamora. Now we cut back to Avengers landing in Wakanda, and Rhodey has a funny moment here where he pranks Bruce to bow to King Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> he's saying bow, and he's like, so he oh, does it. He's, we don't do that. Yeah, that was funny. This makes me. I'm so angry. I'm. I'm angry. I want to. I want you guys to know. Art Star is mad. He's mad at everything. Continue on, Joe. Are you? Is what this are you a, mad a about? Secret invasion thing. It's very much so. Continue. All on, right, Joe. right. No, oh, it's all another right. thing. That secret happens. invasion. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Let's so skip ahead. To... Skip, skip. Okay. So then the, then, uh, uh, then that's when Shuri asks why Bruce didn't just reprogram the synapses to work collectively. Duh. And he didn't think of it. Then the battle arrives, to Wakanda, and. Black Panther is that cool moment where it's like, get this man his shield, uh, or get this man a shield. He's got these new fancy vibranium shields. Uh, yeah. Thor and Rocket, meanwhile, are working together to get that forge going, mm-hmm. uh, that whole thing. Uh, and then Bruce is trying out the Hulkbuster armor, uh, which is kind of fun seeing him like, <laughs> ah, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Having him be Bruce during all that is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the- Having Bruce be Bruce? Yeah, well, I mean, because normally he's Hulk when he's fighting and all that stuff, but he gets to be Bruce inside the thing and be more in control. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. okay, this is the part where I made the note, and we've already talked about this, so we don't have to exhaust this, and you guys are getting mad, but this is where I said the CGI of people talking still needs some work. We have, when he says we have blood to spare, it, it looks like a video game when Thanos is talking, I feel like. <laughs> or you mean the or, Proxima Midnight there? Oh well, yeah, when the, the minions yeah, the, of Thanos, and then also when Thanos talks, it like looks like like they don't look real. But this was also two thousand. What year was this? Fourteen. Twenty eighteen, I think. Twenty eighteen uh, or so nineteen. This was where I noticed it. I was like, oh, this is kind of not that good. Anyhow, Black Panther decides to open the barrier because the alien monster things are starting to surround it. Uh, they don't don't want him to get Vision, and then he yells, "We'll kind of forever." Yeah. Yeah, this charge. this that whole bit I'm a little hazy about. Just the the just I'm trying to get my head around the strategy of that. All right, yeah, we have the too. big force shield over everything. Why are we all concentrated here? Why do we have no defenses in the back? And if 
but I guess that if they can do that thing where they're just throwing themselves at the meat shield through the shit. I think they were worried uh, the, the shield wasn't going to hold. Right, like, if it doesn't hold and they surround it, we're surrounded and they're going to come in all sides and get us from behind. Right. So they want to keep them there. So like, we have but to I'm open always... it. Why don't they have anything back? To... My biggest thing is yeah. coming up soon. Throughout this whole battle thing, it's like, oh, why didn't they do this? Or why did they, they could have won if they just did this and that? But it's all moot because no matter what happened, Thanos could just do the time. Once he gets a time stone, he could just go back and redo whatever happens until it works mm-hmm. out in his favor. But like when Scarlet Witch finally shows up and kicks everybody's ass, like, why was she up there the whole fucking time? You know, it's because uh, she was guarding Vision. Like, yeah, yeah. you get the answer immediately. Right. Where was she this whole time? They were waiting for her to get called out there so they could go beat up the Vision and take the Mind Stone. Yeah, I guess. And that's what they start doing, and that distracts everybody. And anyway, now right. we jump back to Thor and Tyrion Lannister. Uh, you're about to take the full force of a star. It'll kill you. Only if I die. Yes, that's what killing you means. That's what killing you means. <laughs> Those are my favorite, one of my favorite parts. Um, anyway, he holds the eye open just long enough to make the hammer, and then Tyrion can't find the handle. Where's the handle? Tree, help me find the handle. So Groot comes in and saves the day. Uh, this is a little moment in the movie. His little, yeah, his arm turns into the... Groot's arm is the handle of... What's this Storm hammer Breaker. called? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, yeah. Which is uh, actually, in comic book lore, was the hammer of Beta Ray Bill, the uh, Corbinite alien created by Walt Simonson, who was... uh, I was just reading this today. I almost bought, uh, like, that the original appearance trade of Beta Ray Bill. You should have. I should have. Is he a moose, Beta Ray Bill? He's he's from the planet uh, Corbin, so he's a Corbinite. But his face oh. was designed as like a horse skull because oh. he was trying to like they were trying to do a thing where uh, a guy who looks like a villain is actually turns out to be worthy to lift up Mjolnir, and mm-hmm. that changes everyone's perspective because everyone's oh some like Adonis heroic type picking up the hammer that wouldn't surprise anybody. But this guy who all we know is this monster looking guy and there's a Corbin Bird he's fighting Thor. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so then suddenly he's worthy of the hammer, and everyone's like, Oh, who the fuck is this guy? We have to ask to treat him as something other than a villain. Uh so that was kind of interesting. So he like he was worthy of Mjolnir, but he had to give the hammer back to Thor eventually. So Odin made him his own hammer called Stormbreaker. That's where Stormbreaker came in in the comics. Yeah. So we're nerds now are upset because Stormbreaker is supposed to be. I- I don't necessarily. I've heard any nerds upset about that. Uh, I mean, have you I asked think... any nerds specifically if they're mad about it? <laughs> no, because <laughs> I think this movie made a lot of nerds happy. Okay, people were happy. Okay, uh, a lot of nerd boners. Yeah, a lot of nerd boners. And so I mean, there, there was a brief reference to Beta Ray Bill in Thor Ragnarok. There was this one shot of a tower on a, a Devil's Anus planet, Sakar. That one, there was the by beast, and there was also a beta ray bill, uh, sort of bust. Wait, by beast, like the, there was a by beast bust on the mount. It was basically sort of like a Mount Rushmore of gladiators from the Grandmaster's little thing. It, it's just like one shot, but you can say, Oh, that's beta ray bill's head, that's the by beast head, that's pretty the cool. by beast bust. And so he yeah. had the two faces of the by beast, yeah, which I know just telling everybody, I know what the by beast is from a comic book that we had up at our lake house that we used to have when yep. we were kids. And Andy uh, fulfilled my 
uh, nostalgia boner and brought it up <laughs> to our lake house. When we Don't ever say that I did anything with your boners. <laughs> My ever, nostalgia yeah. boner. Anyway, I wanted <laughs> to read This is not comic. that kind of podcast, Joe. It I wanted not. to read that comic again at the lake that we used to go to when we were kids. And we went to the lake and he brought the comic. So I got to recreate childhood looking at that comic book and it has yep. by beast in it so anyway yep. that's a whole other thing uh yeah, first appearance you can look that up rampaging yeah, yeah. hulk and now we're back on wakanda and everyone's getting overrun with monsters but all of a sudden a pride rainbow smashes to the ground and thor rocket and groot appear and bruce pops his head out and says you guys are so screwed now and starts laughing yeah, no, he's happy he thought thor was dead until yeah. that moment yeah you're so screwed now and that's when he says bring me Thanos, and he says it like art. He's he's mythical, and there's one thing about Chris Hemsworth that I really like. I've been noticing lately is just like how well. Just one thing. (laughs) His pecs and his abs. One thing. uh, His flowing hair. When he has flowing hair, he he's really good at like blending, uh, making the 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 big talk, the big noble Thor Shakespearean sort of talk from the comics like weaving that in with sounding like a regular person like he's uh like there's a bit in the vendors where the loki's mind is far afield but blah 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 like that so no one says like a, a field yeah like he he's like a god himself uh sort of like but he's just like he's good at like weaving like he'll say like use big vocabulary words like old antiquated words like big things uh but he'll also he can also just say all words are made up or uh, say a bunch of silly shit. There's like a bit in uh, Love and Thunder. I can't remember what the dialogue is now, but he was talking about how, uh, how, how do you know it's the shadow realm? It's like, oh, it's, there's a something there that it's like color feels to tread there. It's unmistakable kind of thing. Just like the way he talks about shit. It's a great balance of the, the comic book Thor's, I say the nay sort of talk and uh, a regular person. Very Does that make any sense? Yay for Hemsworth. You know how yeah. I feel about him. So <laughs> yeah. thanks for coming over to this side, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I ain't had nothing to, nothing wrong with him. I'm sure he's lickable. lickable? Very much. <laughs> very, very wow. much. This is getting sexual in here. This it's must be like you and Art don't bring the sexual energy all the time. We just have a friend. We ooze it. Okay, now we got to cut to Titan, folks, because. Thanos has that strange conversation about what Titan used to be and not enough to go around. And he offered the genocide solution, which I guess Andy just explained is not really genocide. Um, Although Dr. Strange calls it that. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, it's genocide, but random. Uh, yeah, so he qualifies it. But random, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Thanos brags about his strong will. And Strange says, you'll find ours is just as strong. And he says, ours? What do you mean? And then the battle ensues with Spider-Man, Iron Man, Strange, Star-Lord, Drax, Nebula, and Mantis. And when I was just re-watching this the other day to catch up again, I almost couldn't watch it because I'm so I get so frustrated that they almost had them. They all until Star-Lord comes and fucks it all up, they almost had the glove off. And there's like so many of those. Why didn't they just why don't they just why didn't they just but I guess that's but that's that's in any type of yeah. superhero thing. It's like yeah. you can't just go head headstrong into it, solve it, finish it, save the day, and fly off. Because then it's right? not a great story. It has to be yeah. tor- turmoil and 
yeah. heartache and all of that stuff. Yeah, and like not everyone is at their best, like completely clear of thought because they're on another planet. Most of them have never been there. Yeah. Uh, they're fighting weird aliens for the fate of the entire universe. Everything is on the line. Sometimes you're like, hey, how about just cut off his arm? Yeah. And they're also heroes. They don't think in terms of dismembering people. So, right. I mean, there's reasons. You can come up with reasons for things not to have happened. You can say, oh, the most efficient way to do this would be to cut off his arms and then cut off his head. Well, that I guess so, him in different parts to different parts so of the universe. Quill because he we know what he's so upset about Gamora, he loses emotions, but I guess he, yeah. he has to do that to show that he loves her or whatever. But yeah, Will finds out Gamora's dead, starts slapping Thanos, waking him up just as they got the gauntlet off, but he grabs it back. It's like, he's like, Quill, stop. We got, we're almost got it off. And he almost have it. And then Thanos starts whooping everybody's ass because he snaps out of it because Quill got him out of it. And then he pulls I mean, giant meteors, yeah. out, meteors out of the sky and everyone goes flying. Uh, and back to Vision and, and Shuri uh, in the battle. And uh, Rocket Winter Soldier, the funny bit with him picking up Rocket and shooting in a circle. Mm-hmm. Hey, how much for the gun? Not for sale. How much for the arm? <laughs> I'll, I'll get that arm. Uh, that was kind and, of uh, The whole thing with uh, Captain America copying <laughs> Thor's beard. Oh, yeah. And then there yeah. was a great bit at the beginning of that a haircut <laughs> in Wakanda. Yeah. Just the where you see Captain America and Black Panther bolting towards like when they're about to open the force field. Yeah. It's those two in a they're foot th- match. Well, like, yeah. They're the fastest two. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just kind of everybody's going and then it's okay. Those two are. But it, I love how they established that. You can tell they thought about that. They were like, we have to establish that Black Panther is, you know, he's as powerful as or as whatever is fast or whatever is cap cap so you know like okay soldier serum is equal to as far as speed goes as whatever caps got or uh back uh, black panther's powers you know so it's like, herb but those two are superior to everybody else you know so yeah. it's kind of neat and i like so. that it calls back now i'm just thinking about it to uh i think it was civil war when they were having that foot chase through the tunnel and like Captain America was lagging behind and Black Panther was chasing the car or chasing Bucky. Oh, that's right. Uh, and then Steve Rogers is like trying to catch up with him and he can't. So he has to like jump on a car for a little bit, I think. And oh. all that shit. So, so that's, maybe that's Cap has improved. Cap, uh, I think Black Panther was still ahead of him in Infinity War, wasn't he? If we're calling it a foot race, this is like the su- who would win Probably a race around the world. Yeah. Superman. It's just a race, Flash. though. It's not. Yeah. Anyway, they're just that was a cool moment. That was a cool yeah. moment. But then Cap and Thor get to this where he's like, get a haircut. Oh, I noticed you copied my beard. <laughs> By the way, this is my friend. This is Tree. I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> that was a funny <laughs> little thing. That's good. I just uh, I had a, a Facebook memory come up of like apparently like about nine years ago at this time was the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Okay. Coming out, and I got excited because I could say, <laughs> I could say the sentence, David Letterman is talking about Groot because <laughs> the promo thing we're going on. But he described him as saying, and there's this tree who keeps walking around saying, I am Gorp. And for some <laughs> reason, the idea of David Letterman engaging with the MCU at all is kind of funny to me in my head. Yeah. yeah that is I funny. am Gorp. So now I just want to call him Gorp all the time. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, and then a giant, the giant metal wheels show up and almost destroy everyone. Uh, but Scarlet Witch pops in and stops them all. 
And again, I said, just as I was thinking that Okoye says, why was she up there all this time? But then I also thought, why didn't the bad guys just bring those wheels up at the beginning and just kill everybody? Um, but well, you know, they you escalate, you gotta build, build go to with, it. Uh, what's expendable, and uh, if they bring out something bigger, you need to have something bigger to respond. And so now, but I'll... yeah, Scarlet Witch's job was to destroy the Mind Stone as soon as Shuri got it free from the Vision, and, and so that's why she was up there because she was the the capper. Was once we get like Shuri was working to make Vision's brain able to survive without it and that's what she was working to do and once she got the mind stone out uh wanda was supposed to destroy it and then keep thanos from getting all six stones that's why she was waiting she to do that the minute she could mission yep. right and if but, but i kept thinking like if she just did it sooner but it doesn't matter because he was sure he hadn't finished her saving vision yet Shuri's right. there trying to make it so the Vision can survive without do it. Then she's going to destroy this. But if, if she destroyed the Mind Stone, to... then Vision yeah. would be dead. And and Vision, Wanda's not having that. Yeah. No. But if they would have just listened to Vision at the beginning and then said just 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 kill, kill it. it, yeah, they would have. But, but we don't trade that. lives. We don't trade lives, Captain. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, then Elf Boy gets to Shuri and Vision and knocks everybody down. Vision tackles him and starts fighting. Hulk Hulk boy is Corvus Glaive. Corvus Glaive from Planet Corbin Burnson. And then uh, <laughs> Hulk Hulkbuster battle while Bruce is trying to get Hulk to come out. Ends up defeating the big monster guy who I thought was already sent to Hoth. So how did he get back from Hoth? Does anybody know? They didn't show. They, I think they picked him up at one point. But he does now have a metal arm. Like, so he's. Yeah. You know, he's got like he a got his hand hammer or something for yeah. But so. I feel I feel like there was like a shot of them picking him up from Hoth at some point. I don't think so. Like it was I very different. I wonder where his hand went. No, oh, yeah. that's another reference. Does that come back later? Sure. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Okay. Maybe. And yeah. and then also the ladies are fighting evil Lynn. Um <laughs> And then Elf Boy is beating Proxima up Vision. Midnight, yes. Proxima Midnight. That looks kind of like Evil Lynn. Then yeah, Elf Boy is beating up Vision. Uh, why doesn't he shoot the yellow pea laser at his face? That's my question. I don't like all the yellow pea laser. <laughs> because you like to say pea. And then Cap shows up and tells him to go. Get out of here. Scarlet Witch pulls Evil Lynn Lady into the oncoming wheel traffic and she explodes. And blue blood goes all over ScarJo's face. And she says that's really gross. Mm-hmm. And this is the part I had to pause on ScarJo because she looked something looked weird about ScarJo to me. I couldn't figure out what it was. Well, she had she had blonde hair and blue blood all over her face. I, yeah, but bl- the blonde hair, I think it's her eyebrows were dyed because her eyebrows are dyed. Did light. you literally pause just for I that? I did. I was like, what? Why does she look different? So I pulled up. You paid too much attention Scar- to ScarJo. Well, she well, you just know he loves her. You know, he looked loves different. Her. I just yeah. want to know what's going on. Second to you. I thought maybe something happened to her. Yeah, ScarJo is uh, to Joe as Chris Hemsworth is to TVJ. Yeah. All I, the Hemsworths. She's not candy. Not just Chris. All of them. All the Hemsworths or all the Chris's? All of them. No, not all oh, the Chris's. We've talked about Everybody left Chris. Because there might be someone listening to this show whose name is like Ted Hemsworth who lives in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, but like TVJ all the all them. Uh, yeah. He said all of them. And he's going to yeah, show up to TVJ's door shirtless. All the showbiz <laughs> <Hemsworth> <laughs> like, I got a Hemsworth. 
He'll have chip crumbs in his chest hair, and she's gonna have to <laughs> yeah. take him in. No, not your average Hemsworth, Ali. Not your average, <laughs> just the above right. average. I am the god of hammers. How you doing, TBJ? <laughs> that would not get a response at all. I'm the god of screwdrivers. How about that? Okay, Vision uses what little strength he has left to kill Elf Boy. Right, he's about to kill Cap. And Cap says, I thought I told you to go. We don't trade lives, Captain, which is what Andy just referenced. And then back to Titan. Spidey's saving everyone with webs. He's like, I got you. I got you. Sorry, I can't remember anybody's names. I got you. you know, <laughs> and that was kind of a funny little bit. And then Thanos is battling Strange. Then Stark. Yeah, uh, and that's stick a minute at that battle. Doctor Strange throwing all this crazy ass shit, and yeah. Thanos having to use all the Infinity Gauntlet shit to kind of counter all the weird shit that Doctor Strange is throwing at him. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And oh, well, I was I made the note that I thought if they if they use some of the tactics that they were fighting him while they were fighting him at the beginning, some of these tactics, maybe they would have won. And that escalated to the, you know, same. Well, same thing uh, Doctor Strange has already seen 16 million possible futures. Yeah, at this so he's point. trying to, yeah. Although the the thing, uh, when they had Thanos pin, like in his sleep mode, like they had him wrapped in the uh, crimson bands of Cytorak, which are like standard Doctor Strange spells, but Cytorak is also the demonic being that gives Juggernaut his power. We haven't seen Juggernaut yet, but I just wanted to mention Cytorak. C Y T O R R A K. So that's what the magic shit he's doing is called? That's like, he, you know, you do a spell, you appeal to the god of whatever it is you're throwing the spell at, if we're getting into sort of D&D terms. So Cytorak, he's summoning the power of Cytorak to have these unbreakable bands to try to hold him down. Anyway, um, let's go. My brain capacity of understanding that. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, he stabs Dark through his torso. Strange tells him to stop, spare his life, and I'll give you the stone. And then he gives it. Which is everything he said he would not do earlier. Yeah, he said he wouldn't. And then Stark was like, why would you do that? We're in the end game now. Which kind of, you know. Yeah. Dun, dun. yeah. I was just going to. That's so at that point, did we even know end game was going to be the next movie or not? We knew it was going to be. Uh... I don't think it had it. His its name had been revealed yet. As far as we knew, it was Inter- Infinity War Part Two. But they probably knew it. Yeah, or they cool. either that or they eventually decided oh, we we're not going to have they a better know. game. Yeah, they know. They know they everything. Are ahead. All yeah. planned out, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> then Thanos disappears. Wakanda and uh, back to Wakanda. Vision senses Thanos. He's like Thanos is here. Thanos is here. So I think he said Thanos maybe. And then Cap, we have incoming. Thanos destroys everyone one by one because, of course, they take turns attacking him rather than just all attacking him at once, uh, which is all of a sudden they're trying to. No, they're all taking turns one at a time. Uh, I don't I think they're all just trying to get to where he is. So they they encounter him as they arrive where he is. It's like a poorly planned Royal Rumble. And then Wanda destroys the stone just in time. But, of course, Thanos uses the time stone to bring vision back ripping out the stone and completing the pride gauntlet and completely uh, fucking with Wanda's mind, traumatizing her severely. But that's kind of what I kind of, <laughs> which will me. lead to Wanda vision. He can specialize the time stone to just turn back time for just one person. Cause like not everybody came back like just, yeah. Like just vision came back. Cause he can 
manipulated. Well, it's like what Doctor Strange did in his movie with Dormammu. He uh, was he basically won by putting himself in a time loop. Like he couldn't defeat Dormammu, but he could lock Dormammu into a time loop where he all he could do was sit there and kill Doctor Strange, and then Doctor Strange would automatically come back to life and all right right back where he started and Dormammu got so frustrated with it that he said all right fine okay. i'll stop it i'll stop murdering earth yeah okay do we cover that one we did this yeah, one or? we did Jeez. that one yeah that sounds familiar it's um, okay joe it's okay it's a lot okay it's so lot. he's got the pride gauntlet and then thor shows up finally uh where the fuck was he uh too late thanos gets stabbed through the chest and he says you should have gone for the head and then he snaps his fingers and Bucky disappears, Black Panther disappears, Groot, Wanda, Sam, Mantis, Drax, Quill, Strange, and Spidey all disappear. Uh, and that's pretty much like this whole ending sequence. It's so creepy. Every time I watch it. Yeah. Because like there's so nothing. Creepy. There's no sound. Yeah. And they like just... the mu- There's no music. There's no anything. It's just the heroes have just lost. Everything sucks. And yeah, Thanos like, oh, vanishes. Yeah. And when they, it's so well done the way they disappear and it's creepy and they turn into just nothingness. Ugh. Uh, and then, and then that's the end of the movie. We get the post credit scene one where Maria Hill and Fury both vaporized, but Fury was able to contact who we assume is Captain Marvel's logo uh-huh. on the beeper. Like he beeps her, so that sets us yeah. up for Captain Marvel's next. Is that right, or is yes? Captain Marvel is the next one. And we're all going to watch that together, yeah, and at some point. But yeah, look like the, the, through this movie, look, look at us. Yeah, we got through. I didn't know it was that quick. The ending, but uh, but it, but it's really good. Like this is like Thanos. The end of the movie is Thanos. Like I did it. I was basically the protagonist of this movie. Like he, it's his story. It's his quest. Uh, he fills the role of the main character, but he's the villain. Which is kind of just a very unique uh, way to to spin one of these movies, and it was. Right. And I mean, on one hand, you think, "Oh, it's a huge risk to end a movie like this," but not so much because everyone knew there was another one coming, and they'd figure it out. But it's it was a hell of a punch to just like everybody's gone. You don't know how they're coming back at this point if they are, and they they're just tattered remains of everybody and all the shit that they struggled to do to stop him nothing nothing worked and yeah you know it leaves them like like you were going second guessing themselves like oh why didn't we do this we could have done that we could have done this and that's just and billions of lives were gone on earth and throughout the entire universe yeah and that it's just like how heavy that ending is 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 really intense and really well done very heavy i'm inside yeah like the final strains of that little thanos theme as he's sitting there watching the sun uh, rise on a grateful universe which is i don't know how much sense that makes because there's there's millions of suns within one universe the universe doesn't have its own sun or maybe it does who knows but uh you know he had that thing it's like what do you do when you're done what's next i i rest and watch the sun rise on a grateful universe it's like forrest gump right when he was doing that running and then all of a sudden he just stopped and everyone's like what's going to happen next uh i think i'm going to go home now and he just, i'm done i did my thing yeah although it leads you to think all right what happens when uh the, the population grows again eventually the population will grow right 
is going to threaten this again, or is everyone going to learn not to? Everyone going to institute child laws or something? Everyone can only have one kid or something. Yeah, what? But, you know, he, yeah, he, what is he'll, the answer? I didn't think yeah. that through. But you or know, he'll maybe, just do this again in a, you know. Yeah, I don't know if he was. I guess he's he's technically an eternal, isn't he? Uh, so yeah. he's probably yeah. immortal. So we'll see. When okay. we get to the Eternals, we'll talk about that a little more. Well, so what? So what uh, what's your overall? How do you feel about this movie overall, Joe? Me? Yeah. It's Joey great. P. It was great. Um, but, you know, of course, I mean, it's definitely a cliffhanger ending because it just ends so abruptly with everybody disappearing. And it's a sad mm-hmm. ending. And it's frustrating. But it was such a good movie. I mean, there was so much to it action and everything um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know what do you I guys feel think? like <laughs> I, it, it was really good uh, a lot of people hold it up as probably the best mcu movie because it had everybody in it and so much happened and it was very comic booky in a lot of ways and also uh has a really dark ending like everyone like a lot of people say the empire strikes back is the best of the original star wars trilogy because it has such a dark ending and the villain is so villainous throughout the whole thing. Yes, villainy. <laughs> yeah, Arts and the Sith. Arts I feel like, thing. yeah, but I, I feel like this movie has also sort of set the bar at an impossible level for like a regular standalone superhero movie to meet because now it's like, well, this was this was an alright movie, but it didn't have all the other Avengers and everybody else, every other character that's ever been introduced so far, they're not in this movie. So it's not as exciting. So I think uh, the next phases of Marvel have a way to way to go to try to figure out how to make it fun and and, and exciting to see like the individual stories versus. Well, I think, I think what, what, what they're starting to do now is because they're coming out with different series and in some of the people who have been in series are popping up in movies. So you mm-hmm. get like, like a little bit of an introduction and then you have a movie that sets up other movies. And then we've already, I guess at some point, everything's going to come together with the Kang dynasty. So it's like, you got multiverse, you got, uh, I don't know. You have, you have the multiverse, you have shit coming from the television shows, interacting and try, you know, having to, I guess, reconcile. I don't want to say the mistakes that you made, but reconcile things that happen in those movies and how they're all in this next phase. Once we get to, like I say, Kang Dynasty and the Kang Avengers movies, like how you with this new team that you're building by introducing uh, uh or helping us to helping us who don't know about the characters learn these newer characters so you know it's watchable if that makes any sense right like because yeah yeah it's you know, I'm... you don't have tony you don't have cap you know you have new cap you have you know iron heart you have uh kamala uh photon you got all these other characters that you're kind of we've been kind of slowly introduced to and now when we get to like this next big posse cut movie it's like you're gonna have a whole new list of superheroes that people outside of the comic books are gonna be like oh who's this 
I mean, Shorty can say, like, I can I identify with this person because they look like me, or there's a lot of representation, but it's like, is it enough for me to want to say, like, hey, I really want to see this movie because, you know. I would like, like yeah, I would like to for uh, the next time they get a bunch of heroes together in a movie like this, because at the now with all the Disney Plus shows and stuff, it's a little harder to follow the direct line. Mm-hmm. That if they take a cue from the Spider Verse movies and occasionally put like little footnotes in the corner, like like when they have a movie that like when Sam Wilson shows up as Captain America for the first time in film, m- maybe those people that haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier are gonna what the hell happened here? And then there'll be a little footnote that said, "See Falcon and Winter Soldier right. the story of how this happened yeah. or, and stuff like that." Uh, I always kind of like that when they can do that, and maybe they'll eventually do that just as a sort of a way to poke fun at themselves for being this huge unwieldy uh continuity that is hard to keep in line especially when they come out with shows that kind of make you question things that happened in the previous movies yeah and we'll we'll get to secret invasion when we get to it but yeah uh, i haven't even started it aren't like dying to talk about it haven't even started it yet (laughs) all right overall you got uh tbj art star thoughts on (laughs) infinity war I am a fan. I think it's no surprise. I love it when a movie does all the things uh, as much as I'm not always emotionally ready. I love it when it pulls on my emotions. And this does a wonderful job of being emotionally driven, great scenes, great fighting. Like it does all the things. I don't know what our rating system is anymore. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Well, for, for, for me, this is like this movie in particular is like my uh um what I want to say my new millennium uh top gun kind of thing right what? so it's like it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those things where if I see it it's on I'm oh, watching it you know okay. just because it's like I love I love I love a good posse cut right so to me this is like a posse cut of a movie so like I love watching this any chance I can, you know. All right. Like, uh, by by posse cut, are you referring to the Mario Van Peebles Western posse? No, by posse cut. For those of you who don't know, I mean when you get like a bunch of people together and you uh, put them on one track and you get oh, a you get a so banger, the, you know like the like entire Wu Tang Clan on one song. No, see, see, yeah, Wu Tang Wu Tang is a posse, but Wu Tang is forever, right? But I mean, when you have like like let's say you. You have the hot boys and the three six mafia on the same record. You, <laughs> you know, okay. it doesn't have to be like the same group. It's just like you got everybody from everywhere. You know, like Excelsior, like any of the um the crisis on Infinity Earth. Those are like posse cuts, right? Because you got right. Superman, you got Batman, you got Mister Mister. I could say Mister Plastic, <laughs> the Plastic Man. Oh shit! I'm yeah, you got everybody in the crisis. But like, but, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean by posse cut. Yeah, it, it's a posse. This is definitely a posse cut. Then it is the Infinity War Endgame. But if you want to, if you want to compare it to the movie Posse, yeah, that's a, it's a posse. They're posse <laughs> and, going up against this Thanos. Is, this is what they've been building to since like the the first Avengers movie. Since the beginning of the MCU, they, they knew like the first phase was all right. We're experimenting with making Marvel comics into movies and they all intertwine. And that was uh, uh, 
culminated in the Avengers movie, and then they tagged that with the Thanos, first appearance of Thanos, so this is what was building ever since the first Avengers movie, and right. now this is where it is, everyone's excited for it, everyone's on board, these have been the most popular and see, movies. That's what, that's what I'm wondering what they're going to do with this next phase, like how we've been, we haven't been necessarily teased, because we, we've got a variant of him, but the fact that like Kang is really I guess he's, as they say in the snap, he's the big bad of this phase. It's mm-hmm. like, like how, like how, how he, like he, there's no, and this this show that just went on, there's no real influence of him in this show that just finished. But then we have Loki coming, and then you have, you've had Quantumania, and then you have what's going to, whatever's going to happen in the Marvels. So it's like how much of Kang's influence is going to be in the rest of these movies building up. Is it going to have the same effect that Thanos had, you know, starting from Avengers on up to where we where we are now? You know what I mean? Even just like how we're about to do uh, the next movie is Captain Marvel, right? Uh, yeah, the next movie we're doing is Captain Marvel. Yeah, so it's almost like there, there was a break. There was a break in between before you get back to yeah that's the like know, the thing with this they're uh-huh. thinking about the impact of this movie is that we had to sit with this for a year with this ending mm-hmm. with this huge uh uh it's downer like, everyone's dead blah. like this was a whole year where everyone was like what what the hell happens how do we do anything what's where do we go from here can't wait to figure out how they get out of this yeah. after such a disastrous loss and so which made the anticipation for endgame all that much and all that like can it possibly satisfactorily wrap up this storyline can it come back from this in a way that doesn't feel cheap or like well fine of course they had to or whatever no one had to come back in a way that that no one rolls their eyes at it and so we'll find that out when we get to endgame see how you feel about that but I give, cap- this, uh, yeah. I, I give this yeah. I give this nine point nine out of nine point nine. <laughs> now, I, I, Captain Marvel was the, was that the only one between? No, no, we still have. Did we do Ant Man and the Wasp yet? Oh, no, we yeah, didn't. That's no, before we Captain Marvel, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Oh, I knew there was another right. movie. And we yeah. have to do Ant Man and the Wasp because I remember Joe Joe didn't already that you know skipped ahead a little bit. Yeah, and I I've realized as much as I want to, I can't. I gotta stop because I it confuses me, and then I can't remember where we're at with it. You know what we are, and if I already know too much, then it messes up my question. So basically, what you're doing is you're almost forgetting what you've learned, right? It's like watch it to enjoy it, and then go back and watch it for the purpose of educating yourself so to speak so it's like you can keep going as far as you want but just know like oh okay we just finished this one let me go back and watch ant-man and wasp not to just sit here and watch it but sit here like okay maybe i'm gonna take notes because i'm gonna ask them about this i'm gonna ask them about that the, you know? that's a problem is I'm, I'm i'm taking them notes when i'm getting ready to cover it with you guys but when i get too far ahead then i know too much and it's like I can't remember my questions you because now I know the answer. Much, I don't want to know the know answers. Too. I want you guys to tell me the answers to make good content. <laughs> so 
So you feel like you got the book and you just went straight to the back with the answer. Yeah, I think I'm just going to – because there's – the other thing is there's so much other things. I get it. I get that it. That aren't MCU that I can watch. I get it. Like, because of you, because of you, Joe, I am – uh one, I'm, I'm binge-watching One Piece. I am literally on – which is an anime for you non-anime people. Um, I think I'm on episode 45. They just had episode 1071 come out. Like, I can't watch any of the other ones because I know I'll be lost. So, like, it'll probably take me years when I'm watching. <laughs> like, Ahsoka comes out in, like, two or three weeks. I'm not even going to watch Ahsoka. And I'm usually, when a show come out, I'm watching it right then and there. Like, I'm not even going to watch Ahsoka until I finish The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels because I don't want to just go in like I've already seen her live action and like the other shows so but like I want to take her, her show I don't want to start watching her show until I've watched all of Clone Wars and the Rebels and I have probably like 100 episodes but I'm not watching until I finish that because I don't want to I'd feel like I'm cheating if I just start watching the show before I watch you know all of her other you know, battle. I, I agree. Battle. You want to know her, and that's why I do what I'm doing. And you're, yeah, you're doing that. But I, I have to say, I doubt, I doubt you'll be able to <laughs> stop yourself. Uh, it's, I think I can noble. do it. It's hard, man. That's a lot to watch. I can do it. You can. I can do it. You sure? I believe in myself. <laughs> you are a true Jedi. I am a true believer. Yes. <laughs> now this is uh, what TBJ said, Excelsior. What does TBJ think about this movie? This is, I already answered it. You weren't paying attention to me. Oh, yeah, good job, idiot. I was editing. I was trying to See? fix a stupid website, History for Jerks. I knew you weren't paying attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> but so next we got to do Ant Man and the Wasp, which is mostly standalone until the post. Like that has nothing does, to do with what we've seen. Does it happen? the thing before this. I want to spoil you. I want to. I Do not spoil so art. Much. This entire episode is titled The One Where Art Wanted to Spoil the one, Everything. The One Where Art's Lips Want to Sink Ships. Uh, <laughs> Joe's going to put that in the title watch. But uh, um, it's just one of those things where it's like a lot of these standalones, secret. That's one good thing I think Secret Invasion kind of did is some of the standalone stuff it pulls from where it's like, okay, when you're watching this quote unquote standalone, you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is in the MCU. Hey, Scott's here, you know, but it's like a lot of the standalone stuff gets pulled in, you know? So, okay. I don't know. This Andy one might take, pick it up, but does this I one take think... place at the same time or before. What? Uh, before, Infinity. but then like the post credit scene of Ant Man and the Wasp ties it in to uh, Infinity War. Okay, and and sets up uh, how uh, Ant Man shows up in Endgame. Okay, okay, but, but everything else about Ant Man and the Wasp is completely like a palate cleanser and is all about just you know. Uh, it introduces Jimmy Woo, the uh, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or FBI See, agent. I this guess, is why time. I can't watch anything ahead of time because now I love Jimmy Woo from uh, WandaVision. Yeah. 
but we already covered WandaVision on this show, so we did. You know Jimmy's coming back, Joe. He is. Randall Park. Yeah. Well, be fun. Randall Park's the best. There's a lot they can do with Jimmy Woo if they decide to actually delve into him beyond being an agent of Shield. Jimmy Wu Tang. I think we talked about that a little bit on WandaVision. Yeah, because that brought you into the gorilla. Who are those guys that have a gorilla that has a gun or whatever? Uh, the Agents of Atlas. Yeah, that brought you into that. Yeah, there, right? There's yeah, Jimmy Wu Man. Those guys. And, yeah, uh, when they brought him back, like he was basically kind of their leader. It, it was. There's a lot to explain with the Agents of Atlas. And well, I I'm think I'm gonna read Agents of Atlas next when I finish the Secret War stuff that I'm. I'm burning through Secret Wars, which you guys have made me start reading comic books on Hoopla, uh, and I'm reading all the Secret War uh, stuff to yeah. learn some background stuff. So, um, I'm now a Joe's nerd. going to be the Secret Wars expert. You guys are making me a nerd, man. You yeah. guys have done your job. But that brings all us right. to the end of this episode. Yep, and uh, now we got Ant Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and then Endgame, and then we're, uh, and I guess what Spider Man. Yeah, and we might home, throw in some sprinkle in some episodes of us with guests now that we've had the Black Power Rangers and there's other people that want to be guests. And so this has been episode 91 of Nerd School, and we're going to get to 100 pretty soon. We're going to have to have a big 100th episode. <laughs> uh, is, is that going to be, are we going to try to do our uh, our big Carrington Wingfall episode of uh, someone who's never seen Star Wars? But don't we have that? I thought you guys wanted to finish and this phase no, we first. From watching the Star Wars movie. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we talked about finishing this phase before we embarked on the Star right. Wars world. So for we 90, also yeah. just note it's August and we did not do our summer watching either, y'all. Where I beat you yeah. guys in my selections every summer. <laughs> but don't we do those in between phases? We do. We do. We just been slow on this phase, so it's going to be more of an early fall. It'll right. be a Christmas, which then, right? What so? Which then would mean? Are we are we going to do a Christmas one this year? We should Christmas nerd movie. We can listen. I got plenty. I'm still coming out on top, no matter how we do it. I want you to make us watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> listen, you won't shame me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. She wouldn't be making me watch it. Oh, like, I don't like. I don't have a problem with watching movies of that. I'm using air quote today. Because you are secure in your manhood. I mean, yeah, of course, of course. I watch Days of Our Lives, Young and the Rest, but I don't yeah, care. Yeah, baby. But um, I, I, I occasionally watch the, yeah, I don't want to say sappy love. Uh, the feel good. It's but the like, feel good. I, I like Virgin River and The Good Witch and all of that. You know? What did uh, <laughs> I watched an episode of Ted Lasso and he, he says about uh, Hallmark movies, and I thought of TBJ. Uh, he perfectly explains he it. He says, uh, he says to Roy Kent, uh, he uh, says, uh, let me see, he says, Hey, fellas, he's t- talking to the whole coach or the whole team, the soccer team. He's like, We can get one goal, and we're right back in this thing, but right now, we're being so unoffensive, we might as well be a Hallmark Christmas movie. And they all look confused and didn't know what it meant, so then he pulls. Pulls the other coach aside and he says, uh, Hallmark Christmas movies are films that feature women from the big city falling in love with their childhood crushes. It's usually some fellow that owns a Christmas tree farm. Sometimes he's all 
also Santa Claus or a prince. They suck, <laughs> but they're great. But they also mostly suck, but they're also kind of great. They're good with the sound. Yep. <laughs> yep. Is that that right, TBJ? They're good with yeah. the sound. Yeah, I mean, there are some that are actually great because <laughs> new management. But essentially, you just need that dose of, is it the same formula? Yes. Do we know exactly how this is going to go? Yes. But do I feel good in the end and want to stab less people? Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then one other thing I wanted to bring people. up to you guys is uh, Andy and I uh, uh, got together with our cousins and our cousin Jake in particular started rifling off nerd questions to Andy uh, about the MCU. And I was like, hold up, Jake. Sounds like you need to listen to the Nerd School podcast because uh, <laughs> this can help you with the MCU. Because uh, he and his wife, I think, started watching it all. They just had a baby, and they're, like, settling down and, like, being at home. And he's like, oh, what's what's the Nerd School podcast? So I told him all about it. And I said, it's exactly what you're – you can – these questions you're asking right now, I've asked him already, and it's on <laughs> recording. And you can also go along the journey with Artstar and TBJ as your teachers. And so totally forgot we had that conversation at the lake, and I got a text from him just the other day, and he said, hey – I am eight episodes in to the nerd school podcast. I can't stop listening. I love it. Uh, and he, he loved, he said, art is awesome. Uh, he said, uh, <laughs> he said, uh, it's funny. Some of the stuff you guys are talking about is stuff I've talked to Andy about. Uh, and he said, he loves that art star loves Frankenstein and DC and hates Liv Tyler. And he, he laughed about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he said his favorite thing is he loves how Tiffany keeps Art Star in check. Uh, so, <laughs> I got a job to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's man. right. Yeah. And he loves the He's He actually is working on making our theme song his ringtone for his phone. He loves it. <laughs> Aww, so I sent it go to ahead, him. cousin. Yeah. Welcome. Cousin You're Jake. Cousin so shout out to cousin Jacob, uh, Jake Sandwich. Yeah. So he'll list, he'll probably get to this because we're only 90 some episodes in but yeah, <laughs> yeah eventually and uh we, we he will probably listen at a faster pace than we record yeah well and so those we'll of you who have wondered that theme song is by d jones d jones music you can find them on Bandcamp, and you can purchase that song um if you want it's a good song r.i.p Wee herman oh yeah Wee herman died today r.i.p Sinead o'connor but that mm. that song is called a new chapter. Uh, cool. There it is, right there. All right, that's a good song. But that'll intro. We can't it. hear you, but yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs> okay, that's a wrap, everybody. Catch you next Later time. Nerds. And TBJ wants to say Excelsior. She does. She does not. <laughs> she just shut off her mic before she can even. All right, Andy. Andy, you want to beatbox <laughs> this house? Don't. A bon 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 no. I can't do it because I'm already laughing. TBJ says no. <laughs> Nobody ever farts us out. No one needs <laughs> to fart us out. Thank you for listening to the Nerd School Podcast. They 
say I can't rap about the president no more But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor Still more incarceration of my kids by the prisons And people thinking this election to end in racism Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama But don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems Mr. Officer, now that POTUS look like me You don't think again we're seeing brothers rolling down the street Every Martin Luther King on his American dream Still a Rodney B&B and screaming fuck the police Me, I'm running through the pasture trying to get away from master But the dogs is on my ass, I gotta move a little faster Can't fast for Caucasian, but I got a couple papers From the plantation saying I graduated Congratulations, cool beans, but to most school me Trying to dodge STDs, living off government cheese Trust the government, please, not even if it was me Sitting in the Oval Office as Commander-in-Chief Trying to give us us free, but there's a nigga in my ear saying You got it, Superman, you ought to keep it here Get this distinctly clear, I'm all about jetting Raps Kunta Kinte without the half-stepping A new chapter, back with new lessons After that, the final exam, any questions? Podcastnetwork.com.